guys well welcome to episode 39 of millennials in ministry i'm your host aaron v lashley and today i have john henry on the show i'm super excited about it he's an entrepreneur partner at harlem capital he's the host of hustle on viceland he sold his first company at 21 and he was on forbes 30 under 30 john welcome to the show it's great to have you (laughs) thank you thank you uh when you say all that it makes me (laughs) makes me just be like damn (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done some stuff. Uh, just to give you like a little bit of context for those just joining on, uh, I first was introduced to John, my brother randomly out of the blue texted me and was like, hey, you got to check out this show. He sent me a link to the first episode of Hustle on YouTube. I watched it, fell in love with it, binge watched all the episodes that I could at the time. And then I went over to YouTube and I've gone through almost all your YouTube content. Oh, I really, great. really like what you're putting out and it's really inspiring. But for those who are coming on and maybe don't know anything about you, can you just give us a little bit of context as to your upbringing and what you're doing today? Yeah, yeah, thanks for watching by the way, it means a lot. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, just, uh, I'm just a scrappy uh, son of immigrants <laughs> that, uh, that wanted to do a lot with a little. Um, yeah. And that, that'll always be like the bottom line for me, so. Whether it's, you know, I just find it a crime to be passive, you know, Mm -hmm. or at least like my mom has developed a nuanced understanding for me. She tells me, John, you know, in order for the world to be around, you need every type of person. So I'll take a step Mm -hmm. back on that. And I'll say that for me, for me personally, like, I just want to be the opposite of passive. I want to always see what I could build. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's turned into businesses that's turned into media that's turned into real estate mostly my lane and angle has always been like um businessman yeah that's really good and and i would love for you to just talk a little bit about um you said something in one of the videos that i watched about one of the regrets you have when you exited and sold your first company um is that you you wish you wouldn't have splurged as much right off the bat but you wish you would have let your money your money work for you and i want to know from you like what happened that caused that shift in mindset for you like who did you encounter did something happen did you read something where you were no longer like dang i got money let me do what i couldn't do before to dang i got money let me let it work for me and make more money you know yeah yeah i think it was less of like um it was less of like a financial literacy intelligence thing it was more like my mom asked me she was like yo what do you have to show for all that you've you know been able to do and i was like nothing actually and like i had to just reflect on that and i never wanted that if my mom asked me that that the answer would be nothing and so like that's when i realized like you know money comes and goes like it ebbs and flows rather it ebbs and flows and so for me my strategy i'm not like you know i'm like i'm a pretty simple guy i left school like so i think in like little bite-sized nuggets and the strategy Mm -hmm. from that point became if i'm gonna go broke all the time or or rather if you're gonna go broke whether you do something with the cash or not i realize like okay i want to go broke because i'm buying stuff like yeah. I'm gonna work really hard to accumulate and when you accumulate buy some hmm. invest in some it could be in your investing in your content it could be investing in yourself it could be yeah. but you you know be active with what you're able to accumulate and so that's kind of like how I think about it if that makes sense yeah 
Yeah, from there, like you said something else um, that really stuck out to me in one of your, your videos. You said um, when people don't own land, they settle for brand. And yeah. I want you, can you explain that a little bit and, and why that's true? Yeah, um, I just think it speaks to, it just speaks to if you don't, in our communities, like if you don't, you know, we are disproportionately affected with, you know, not owning, you know, any, you know, a lot of pretty much yeah. anything. And so yeah. as a result, you want something that looks like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that right, has right. that same perceived status. So it's easier to throw on a watch or fresh kicks or, you know, you throw on the, you know what I'm saying? You throw on the brands yeah. and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. you're looking like you got it. Hmm. Um, you know, it's because it's a lot easier to look like you have it than to have it. And so yeah. you know, it didn't come to me until much later, this whole mindset and understanding of like, yo, let's, let's build for the long term here. You know, yeah. this is not yeah. an instant gratification thing. Like, let's lay down the groundwork and mm -hmm. understand that we're gonna leave all that stuff on the shelf for right now. Hmm. Be yeah. And, and we're willing to go through the discomfort of laying down the foundation for something that's gonna have lasting, lasting change. Yeah. And, you know, it takes individuals in any community to be willing to bear that cross in order for mm -hmm. any group to have progress. And, like, sure. I'm just comfortable being in that seat. Yeah. So if someone's, like, been following you, like, for myself, you know, I've been following you, like, everything you say resonates with me because I feel like when I discovered you, it was almost like seeing Black Panther for the first time because you're like <laughs> – Wow, like, I did like, where has John Henry been all my life? Like, I didn't know that there's people that look similar to me that are just as young as me that are crushing it, that are, they actually exist, you know, like, people like you, I don't see a lot. And so it really uh, inspired me to encounter you. Um, but for those of us who are hearing what you're saying, consuming your content, and are like resonating with everything, but just want to get there, want to get to the place of I own and I, I don't just, you know, even just building a personal brand starting there, that's kind of where I'm starting. But how do you, like, what's the first step if you want to learn to own one day, you know? Yeah. Um, so I start, I'll start by saying that, again, my mom instilled this idea that, like, it takes every kind of person for the world to go around. So, yeah. you know, when I first discovered, like, the power of, like, owning shit or, like, even just making a living doing what you love like producing something that you love like that to me was like a groundbreaking kind of moment for me as well that I learned from being a doorman I think exposure like I didn't have mentors growing up but exposure and proximity while I was a doorman exposed me to like tons of people making a living with the labor of love like there was a professional yeah. dating coach a professional rock climber you know, like that was a really big moment for me when I realized, wow, you can make a living and a really good one doing exactly what you love. Yeah. And then my, like the next kind of thing for me was like, oh, okay, you could make a living doing what you love and never, and still never get to that point where you have true freedom unless you get to boom, the level where you're thinking about ownership. So it's been all in kind of levels for me. Um, hmm. So I wouldn't try to like, I wouldn't try to like accelerate someone's, you know, growth uh kind of progress or journey to mirror mine yeah. because everyone's just a little bit different so i'm not sure I, 
you know, who's watching right now. But first is like discovering this world where you can make a living doing what you love. That is groundbreaking. Yeah. And then after that, you start getting to this point where, um, you know, you if you do start thinking about ownership, and that is something that you are interested in, man, the the first the first step is understanding that it's like I used to get tripped up and get hung up on the amount, like a oh, million dollars or whatever. But it's when we started treating me and my partners at Harlem Capital, we started putting yeah. together just like a few checks to invest in small businesses. And we always mm -hmm. treated 15K like if it was 15 million, mm -hmm. you know? And it wasn't about like, oh man, we gotta work to get to that point. It was like, no, how can we, you know, act like in such a way that would honor getting to that stage? And it starts yeah. by treating the seed level with that kind mm -hmm. of respect. And that's, the, and that's where I wanna take it. Like people neglect the progress of a baby step because they're still mm -hmm. caught up on like the big move that sure. they don't see that it's cons it consists of like lots of little small moves. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what I think. Um, so with respect to ownership, if, if you, you know, want to get tactical for a moment, like, yeah, um, there's plenty of information out there. You can start with that with specifically yeah. with real estate. I used to go and like walk properties and pretend like I had the money to buy having absolutely really? no money. <laughs> just so that the broker would like take me seriously you know like you, yeah. you do little things to put yourself in that place now sure you know? and then you grow into that place if that makes sense <laughs> yeah no that makes a lot of sense um and i i've been listening to a lot of uh, gary v you know he talks about the economic collapse in the next one i want to know your personal um opinion about where we are at, and as an economy right now and what you think millennials can do to prepare for the economic collapse especially especially specifically when it comes to skill sets like what skills can we develop to prepare for that time and how soon do you think it is just your opinion about all that yeah it's a good question um i we do anticipate kind of a, a market correction there's always cycles though i don't really think it's like doomsday situation it's yeah. just you know to overcome our last market correction, the government pumps a lot of the feds pump a lot of cash into the economy mm -hmm. to just yeah. make it a little bit easier to get a loan so people can get a home and like they have to do things to encourage spending. And yeah. now that the economy is growing. So that's called quantitative easing. So now mm -hmm. that the economy is growing, they just pull some of that excess cash back. And when they do pull it back, um, since, you know, it becomes a little bit more difficult to get loans and stuff like that. So you'll see corporates, um, you'll see corporates like lay people off as an example, okay. you know, you'll see yeah. layoffs right now. There's a record number of Americans that are 90 days delinquent on their car, on their auto loans. Mm -hmm. um, so you start seeing that student loans at an all time high. There's a lot of indicators that would suggest that the market is indeed correcting. And I think what we do is like one understand that that's not going to pr prevent life from changing like there's a lot mm. of shit that's fundamentally changing like yeah. media landscapes like you know ai there's all this innovation that is never yeah. stopped by any market cycle mm. so like we have to understand that even though the market corrects a little bit there's still a direction of the future and i want us all to be thinking about playing there because if, yeah. you're, if you're trying to play catch up and you're catching up to a system that's broken anyway and changing, you're going to lose. But if you lean into what's coming up next, that's what I would be doing. Like, mm. personally, like, I'm getting calls 
yesterday I got a call from a senior level executive who was like, hey, John, my team and I, we want to understand media more. Can you come into the office on Friday? Like, dude, they're calling a 26-year-old kid who doesn't really have a whole lot of experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wrap their head around. It's just interesting. You know, it's, they, I'm sure they know a lot more than me in some areas, but all I'm saying is like, that is really eye-opening. And I think mm -hmm. anyone watching should really grasp the fact that if you jump, if you jump into like a new field, mm -hmm. it doesn't take that long to be the leader all of a sudden. Hmm. Yeah. You can be leading if you jump into a new space. And that to me is very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's really good. I had a question from your community that came in. Uh, shout out to Privy Kennedy. Um, he wanted to know, how do you keep your spirit in line and energy clear when dealing with constant business pressures and the personalities involved? Like, how do you deal with mental health for yourself? Um, I, I don't right now. I mean, yeah. it's not, probably not the best answer, but I just understand that everything comes in in ebbs and flows for me okay. right? like yeah. I will get to the point like for instance Jay-Z I'm the same age as Jay-Z when he dropped Reasonable Doubt as an example wow. 26 right like he's just now now that he dropped 444 four, four, um, at 44 he's just now getting to this stage of like working through nice. you know some of his demons I guess what I'm saying is I'm young in my development right now and my way to deal with it all is just to understand everything ebbs and flows yeah like, everything ebbs and flows and for me as long as i'm rooted in something that's a little bit deeper than what's leading mm -hmm. i'm okay it, like that's enough for me so yeah and that for me is like sometimes when the pressure gets big when the voices get loud uh, yeah you know there's a lot of noise especially now being on air i've now like it opens the floodgates to yeah, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that you've never yeah. been in contact with. Like my Instagram community is different because like I've spent time nurturing a lot of these relationships, like yeah. Stephen Longsworth, who's on right now, Freddie Martinez, Strive Higher, you know, <laughs> like all these people I feel like connected to in some weird way because like I've been growing digitally, but you do get to a point of growth, like where I am now for the first time where it just opens up the floodgates to more and more yeah. noise and more and more opinions and more and more things that people have to say. And like, I, you know, if I'm not careful, you can, I can find myself like lost in, yeah. you know, lost in the waves. But to me, it's like an ocean, right? Like the water is most still, yeah. you know, on the lower levels and all that mm. stuff is just noise and it goes away. So yeah, that's enough for me right this moment. Mm, that's good. That's really good. There, there's a story that you shared on one of your videos, too, and you talked about that Jewish family that you got connected with that got you into real estate. Um, I want to know from you, like, when you were with them for that time, whether they were mentoring you or you're just shadowing them and learning from them, what values did they instill in you that really resonated with you that made you, like, reassured you of the future self you want to be? Um, integrity was a big one. Hmm. Um, they had uh, they had this famous, uh, not famous, but they, they shared this story with me that I thought was really funny. So they're a big real estate developer family. And in the 80s or whenever it was that, I think it was the 80s, 85, Forbes introduced the um, the richest you know people list. Yeah. And uh, they got two calls that year. One was from this family saying like, hey, you put us on there for too much. 
And the other call was Trump saying, hey, you put us on for, you put me on for too little. Wow. And, and it was just like so telling. Like they were like, uh, you know, trying to keep it low pro. Yeah. Um, and I think they, being with them, let me know that even though cutting corners, you get to where you can see faster in the short mm -hmm. term, in the long term, it actually ends up creating a longer path. Um, mm. So they were really big about, you know, playing it straight. Um, also, just this idea of like, they just assume, I think in, in Jewish community, you kind of assume that you're going to pass what you're working on onto the next yeah. person. And assuming that mindset changed my, my perception completely. Because hmm. when you automatically just assume that there's longevity in what you're doing, yeah. and it's not fleeting, it changes the way you go about building that thing. Mm -hmm. you know and like I yeah. came up in a family of like merchants and immigrants and like everything for us is just like quick flipping you know <laughs> my mom used to sell super soakers in the park in the summertime wow, wow. you know and or she would like cook food and like sell it out you know to the guys who used to hang out on the corner like yeah you know? so merchant and immigrant communities are a lot more quick flip quick flip quick flip mm -hmm. these guys were like yo build Mm, you know, all the time for the long term break by break yeah. not quick flip so yeah um yeah that that uh that was a big one for me that's cool so when it comes to personal brand and just that that idea of wanting to build something for the long term like could you just speak into tips you give to people that are that's what they're that's the one asset they have maybe they, you know they don't have land or whatever but they're building their personal brand and they want to do it well over a long period of time what do you say to them yeah, um, there, there's not much to it. I mean, there is and there isn't, right? Like, there's tons of fucking nuances that we can go into right now that I've mm -hmm. learned over time. Um, but this the simple thing is that, like, most people just get discouraged from even starting. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and, like, they'll find some perfectly good excuse on paper for why they shouldn't start. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't have the right mic. I don't have yeah. the right this. I don't have the right, like, you could go on and on and on yeah you know or you can start and then when you start for me it's like finding out the best way to stay consistent hmm. has been my biggest um at first my earliest challenge and now my greatest strength huh. like you have to figure out because it is very hard um to stay consistent if every time you shoot content you're like reinventing the wheel every fucking time yeah you know like yeah. you got to figure out some new format some new this some new that like it's gonna be tough to stay consistent and i've been through a lot of stop and starts but when you find which was what i call the hub like when you find what's gonna be the way that you can consistently make content happen yeah you're good like for instance you right now you're doing you you do your instagram um instagram lives you do your interview series like this yeah. hopefully will yield a lot more content from you. And that's like one of the ways that you stay consistent. Mm -hmm. You know, for me right now, I have several because I have Viceland. Viceland helps me stay consistent because I could just right. post little assets from there. I have a show on VaynerMedia at VaynerMedia at 137. I could use yeah. that. I could use my vlog. My big one for me was my talks as well. Mm -hmm. But none of that came until I had one that was that I was very consistent with. Right. Right. And, you know, then you can build from there. So to anyone like listening right now that wants to get into personal brand, output consistently. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. end. Yeah. Everything else That's is good. a little detail that you don't need to get hung up on. Yeah.
So I know that your heart's desire is to build generational wealth for your community and uh, people that look like us. Um, but like, what is your, what do you feel like is the message you're trying to instill into this generation with your life? You know, um, that you can, uh, <laughs> I think you can, like, that would be my simple two words. Um, because I don't know, the thing is easy to like, so to take it back to the beginning, when you were reading my bio, I was like, fuck. Yeah. I was like, I know that the 18-year-old me, when I first started, would have loved to meet 26-year-old me. Sure. Um, but I also don't know that if you would have told me all those, like, things, that I don't know. I would have been foolish enough to believe that I could, but I don't know if I would have really, really believed that. I would have been like, yeah. yeah. You know? And there's media plays a very interesting role, because when you hear about someone anyone when you hear about them on repeat and their story is told over and over it like it it brings that person's story to life in a way that like you know we're tempted to want to like compare ourselves to or emulate or what i don't know but it's like even hearing my own shit makes me feel like huh any person's story fully lived out is gonna sound awesome including yeah yours, hmm. right and yep. that's when I was like, oh, okay. I kind of weaned off of looking to see how Steve Jobs did or, or anyone else did it. And I was like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just right. going to do the best I can with what I feel I've been blessed with. Yep. You know what I mean? And yeah. Then, and, and, I and then it's played out perfectly because now people will say, wow, the story is great. But, you know, it wasn't up to me to be born into where I was born and then have the doorman job and the laundry thing. And like, it wasn't up to me. It just happened that yeah. way. And I think anything played out looks really awesome looking back. So, yeah. That's really good. That's really cool. And I love what you said. It was a new concept when I was listening to your content and you were saying, uh, most people ask, you know, who do you look up to? And you said, you know, I really, I really don't look up to anyone who I'm looking up to is my future self. Yeah. And that's just like a shift in mindset because typically you're like oh the steve jobs model i can be like that or the yep. gary v model i can be like that and you're always trying to change who you are to fit into someone else's story exactly. but when you said that it resonated with me it's like stop trying to fit into someone else's story right and work out your own story you know yeah, exactly and like and yeah. just but just think about that i love that you mentioned that just think about how the fact that that's a very common and normalized and accepted question like yo mm -hmm. You know, it's normal now for you to try to find another path, as you said, to fit into just the yeah. inherent nature of that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with striving towards something like I look at certain career paths and I feel inspired that you can take it to those heights. Yeah. But never at the expense of like or, or rather, I'm careful for it not to come at the expense of like, as you said, just growing in your path versus trying to into someone else's because I, I posted this the other day but um someone called me a bootleg Gary V and I just laughed and I was you know, <laughs> and I'm signed to Vayner speakers and I host a show at Vayner Media so there's plenty of touch points and I can see it and he's been an influence but like yeah I'm always gonna be a broke anyone else mm. I'm a broke ass bootleg ass <laughs> you know Aaron Ashley I'm a, I'm yeah. a bootleg Grant Cardone I'm a bootleg you know anyone but me uh, yeah and I just laughed because um yeah, man. I, I just want to see how 
how I could do it in my own way at, at yeah. the greatest height. Like that's what I'm chasing. That's what I'm constantly going back and forth with. It's like, man, what is the greatest height to which I can express myself? You know, like I want to do music. Like there's so many things that I know I still want to do um, and will only come with time. Yeah, I love that. Well, John, thank you so much for being on this show. Like, this has been such, honestly, truthfully, a privilege. Like, when I got the email back saying that you would do it, I was like, wait, what? You know? So it was just really, truthfully, a privilege. And uh, final question, this is something I ask every person that I interview. This this podcast is for millennials who want to make an impact in their community. So I just want to know from you, final words, if people want to make an impact in their community, what advice would you give them, especially to millennials? Yeah, um, I would say don't try to take on the whole damn problem. Don't don't take on don't, like don't try to take on every facet of the problem. Problems <laughs> normally are big and complex, um, and if you want to make an impact, you got to find which slice of the problem you feel passionate about tackling now. Yeah. Um, like, because there's so many ways to give back to your community. You can give back via healthcare or pet care or volunteering or activism or business or art like yeah yeah any passion you could use to to build something meaningful um so just find what what kind of sets you on fire what captures your imagination for me that's such a good sign like if yeah. you have if it's relatively low effort for you to just like think about something all day and you're like oh man i love this mm -hmm. um, that's what you should be leaning into and that's how the community community will benefit the most yeah. I think if we have any if we had everyone like fucking on fire about what they love to do sure oh gosh, you know the output would be insane so that uh -huh. would be my my two cents that's great well john thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it cheering you on watching all your stuff man thank and you. we just appreciate you thank you this Watch was fun soon. let's do it again absolutely